Nick, how you know what? I don't. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Um, Nick, you know what I did today? Uh, well, from the looks of it, you uh, ran like 400 miles while uh, jogging uphill and lifting weights at the same time, while also thinking a lot about work. Well, uh, it was quite an uphill climb indeed, sir. I moved out of my house today. Uh, I've actually been moving out of my house the last two days, and um, it was. I'm not going to get into the details. It was very complicated, and let's just say I know what uh, panic attacks feel like. Yeah, those aren't any fun for anyone. Um, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, um, the big, you know, the beginning of the podcast. But everything was went through fine. Um, everything's fine. We're good. We did the deal. And now it's time to talk about movie films. First, let's talk about the little text exchange that we had a little while ago. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let, let me preface this. Nick, sometimes when he hears something that's good, he'll say right on. But he doesn't spell it O-N. He spells it A-W-N. Yeah, I do. That's right on, right on. Always <laughs> a little reference to Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Right on. Right on. Yeah, so I thought, uh, well, you know what rhymes with on is prawn. So I was going to text him right on, my prawn. But that's not what I texted. Nope, he said right away, my prawn. <laughs> <laughs> My phone does not yet know A W N. No, so now right away my prawn is is our new catchphrase. <laughs> it is. So if you need me to do something, I will I will now say right away my prawn. Prawns. Prawns. What is what movie does that remind you of, Nick? District Nine, the Neil Blomkamp movie about apartheid. <laughs> Which one? Anyone. <laughs> Even his short films, right? All of them. All of They're them. all about it. They're all about it. Uh, he's South African. Yes, that's right. That's right. So you write what you know? <laughs> about Vikis van der Mebe. That's right. Vikis. I'm the human being. My name is Vikis. And the alien's name is Christopher Johnson. <laughs> that's it. Um, you know, because we were uh, prepping to move this entire week, Nick, I haven't watched anything, but have you, sir, watched anything this week? Not a lot. Uh, I didn't do a lot of watching this week i did start the new brooklyn 99 season so the new season started so i've been watching that and i watch it on youtube tv so it's live tv which i i barely watch anything on live tv nowadays yeah and i gotta tell you i forgot that there was still like tv networks with weird network shows that aren't high quality so there's been this ad during Brooklyn Nine-Nine for this show called La Brea. And it's like Land of the Lost where people... It looks like they fall through the La Brea tarpits and then they're in like CG dinosaur land. What? But it reminds me of like... Af- right after Lost ended and, and they kept trying to make these big sci-fi shows on network TV and they were all bad. That's what it reminds me of. I was like, oh, I forgot there's still, like, bad network TV shows that have, like, 25 episodes per season and just aren't any good. Ugh. Yeah, they just, they come and go and and you forget about them. Yep. But, so, I'm not missing those. Uh, I am enjoying Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've been watching a lot of Simpsons reruns this week, but I, I haven't watched anything new. So, no new stuff here. We're the old dudes. That's right. The old content dudes. I'll tell you what I plan to watch is since I got this new TV and it's 65 inch OLED 4K, I borrowed the 4K Blu-ray of Mad Max Fury Road from my cousin. Yes. That I'm going to watch. Yes. I'm going to watch that this week. That's a movie you can watch anytime. Oh yeah. I saw that so many times in 2015. (laughs) Speaking of seeing movies, I wonder if uh, Snake Eyes is still in the theater. I, I, I bet it is. I know you can rent it digitally now like because they're going really fast through that so you can rent it already online but i'm sure it's probably still in theaters because it's only been out a little while and only a couple other things came out yeah i need to check uh maybe i can see a movie this weekend wow oh wow wow okay let's talk about this here news 
Dumb Dudes News. So our first piece of news here is for one of the uh, the Disney Plus Marvel shows that I'm most excited for, Armor Wars, which is the Don Cheadle War Machine show. And the news that we got here is that Armor Wars has got a new head writer whose name is Yasser Lester. And he worked on Black Monday, which is a Showtime series he did with Don Cheadle, so they are already familiar with working together. Not a lot known about Armor Wars yet, but the comic is one that I've read, and Justin Hammer is the main antagonist. And so I'm just praying to the Marvel TV gods that uh, they bring back Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer, who is my favorite villain from all of Marvel. I love Sam Rockwell. Give me as much of him as you want to give me. And I also love Don Cheadle, and so give me that. I'm really excited for this, too. And also, did you see, it's, the clip's been going around on the internet, uh, but it's Don Cheadle with Kevin Hart. No, I haven't. Okay, so there, he's interviewing him. Chet Kevin Hart's interviewing it, and, he, and Don Cheadle says, and I'm 56. <laughs> and Don Cheadle just makes an exclamation. And, uh, and it like just stops Don Cheadle in his tracks. And <laughs> you got to go see it. It's really funny. Um, I will check that out. Yeah. Is it on that heart to heart? Y- yes, it's on heart to heart. Yeah. Did that sound mean that I got <laughs> I got it correct? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what that's exactly what that meant. Yes. <laughs> I'm leaving this all in. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Our next our next little tidbit here of of dumb dudes news is Netflix is adapting the three body problem. A book series that Jess enjoys a lot, but there are some problems with this adaptation. So first of all, I want to tell you what the three-body problem is about. Set against the backdrop of China's cultural revolution, a secret military project sends signals into space to establish contact with aliens. An alien civilization on the brink of destruction captures the signal and plans to invade Earth. Meanwhile, on Earth, different camps start forming, planning to either welcome the superior beings and help them take over a world seen as corrupt, or to fight against the invasion. The result is a sci-fi masterpiece of enormous scope and vision. So Jess says these books are great. However, this adaptation is coming from the Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Or Weiss. And that's uh, not the best thing, because I don't love those gentlemen. That's not great. Although I will say, I tried to listen to the three body problem, and I don't think I gave it enough time because I stopped like, a like maybe an hour or two in, just because I was like, I thought this was sci-fi. This is just keeps talking about the Chinese Revolution and all this kind of stuff. I was like, what? What? Is, I can't get into this. Well, apparently it took more than an hour, but uh, just just stands by the quality of the books okay i think i'm gonna go back and try to listen to this again then although she also loves the wheel of time books which i can't i couldn't get through interesting i know that that's a really popular series uh they're i'm not a good enough like focuser to read those books i think i'll enjoy watching it as the series in november when that comes out on amazon but i can't focus well enough to listen to those audiobooks there's too much going on Interesting. Do you have to like start from the beginning or something? Yeah, it's just there's so many characters and locations uh, and the magic system and all of this. It's really complex and it's layered and layered and layered. So I just have a hard time focusing. So it'll be easier. Sometimes it's easier for me to see something first and then maybe I could go back later if I like the show. But we'll see. Okay. The the show is coming out in November of Wheel of Time. Did, who picked that up? Amazon. Yeah, that's what I thought. Amazon. Okay. okay. They, they want to have all the fantasy stuff on Amazon is what I'm learning. Well, they need to start making good stuff. Well, they're spending all their money on that Lord of the Rings thing, so... I wonder if this is going to play second fiddle. We'll see. November it comes out. Okay. Uh, we got another piece of news here that Ironheart is going to debut in Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. Yeah, this makes a lot more sense now that that they cast her. Uh, Dominique Thorne, they cast her. Bef- like They announced on the Disney Investor Day, when they were announcing all of the Disney Plus shows that were coming out, they announced that they had cast her, and it was one of the farther out shows, which I thought was strange. Um but this makes a lot more sense now because they're going to be filming Black Panther 2 this year or 
like this year going into next year. So if they had already, if she's going to be in that, it makes sense that they cast her already. So mm. Ironheart or uh, Riri Williams, as she is also known. Have you seen her in anything else, or have I seen her in anything? She's a newer character uh, to the canon. I have not read any of her comics, so I don't really know anything about her. I just know that she has an Iron Man-esque suit of armor. Well, I was talking about the actress, but yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I don't know her. I could look on IMDb. Dominique Thorne. It's a cool name. It is a cool name. I wonder if it's a stage name. Most most actor names are. Oh, she's in. Uh, if Beale Street Could Talk, that was uh, a Best Picture nomination, I think. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh yeah, she's in all Oscar stuff. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, so I haven't seen those movies, but, uh, yeah, so high profile. I can see why they snatched her up before she was super famous. That's cool. That's great. Uh, last piece of news here is that Kevin Feige guarantees <laughs> that the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer will release before the movie does. <laughs> <laughs> this is just him being cheeky, but I, I did hear a, a little rumor about this. And all these rumors have been false so far, so take this with a gigantic heap of salt. But Daniel RPK, who's like a scoop guy on Twitter, who's probably the most accurate Marvel scoop guy that I know of, said that they're showing the trailer at CinemaCon on Monday, but they're not releasing it to the public. They're just showing it at CinemaCon. However, every time they do this, it leaks online and then they release the official one to combat the leak. So that is what I'm going to guess will happen if it does show at CinemaCon. Phones be making their way in, guys. Yeah, so it's possible we could get a Spider-Man trailer next week. Or a grainy (laughs) version of it. One will beget the other. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully so. I need that. I need that trailer. All right, well, that does it for the news, and that brings us to the new new. New new new? New new. New new. Trailers, folks, we have an Adele Dezine. That's the classic number that you want to hear. Adele Dezine. The wickedly talented Adele Dezine. Bob Gunn. All right, so this first trailer, oh man, we are starting it off rip roaring here. The Eternals trailer, guys. This is the final trailer for Eternals, and you would not need another one because this one is so good, so gorgeous, so pretty, and wonderful. Uh, do you like do you like flawless special effects? This is Maybe the best special effects I've seen in Marvel so far. Yeah, it it looks unbelievable. And it's like a lot of the views of this are like really zoomed out, like far out. And it just, you're getting this like, I don't know, it's beautiful. Is it not just strikingly beautiful? I think it's going to have the best cinematography of any Marvel movie so far because she insisted on doing everything on location instead of green screen. So like everything's in real places. And... Uh, Chloe Zhao is one of the best new directors on the scene, <laughs> and uh, this just looks really good. Uh, the special effects, man, when he does those eye lasers, the way that you can see the light under the rest of his face, kind of, like how if you hold a flashlight under your hand, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's killer. Uh, I was thinking, though, like, is, the, is this guy going to upstage Cyclops because he can fly and shoot the eye lasers? Yeah. I don't know. Cyclops is... Well, Cyclops... He's more powerful. His eye beams are more powerful. Yeah, his are force beams, and I think that Icarus's are heat. So, like, Cyclops's aren't hot. They're just... It's a force. From, it's an extra-dimensional force that pushes. Okay. Okay. Well, and also, like, Cyclops can spread his, like, really... It does. It's not, like, in a direct line. Yeah. But Cyclops is a street-level hero, and, and Icarus is a god-tier hero, yeah. so he only fights big, giant things. Yeah. Although, I mean, Cyclops take on a little uh, apocalypse. <laughs> That's true, yeah. The X-Men. Everyone has their own uh, <clears throat> endgame level threats. Yeah, that's Avengers true. level threats. Well, I can't wait for this movie. This is going to be awesome, man. 
This is my most hyped thing right now. Um, they talked about the emergence and in the trailer, like the energy from the blip causing the emergence to happen. And in the in the Neil Gaiman comic, there's a a celestial buried in the in the earth named Tiamat, who uh, the emergence is him busting out of the earth. I'm wondering if it's going to be that because there are celestials in the trailer. Or if it's just going to be the the deviants coming out of the earth. Some people are like thinking that the energy gives us mutants. Yeah, everybody thinks everything gives mutants every five minutes. Uh, (laughs) It's like Mephisto. Yeah, it's like either mutants or Mephisto, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We shall see. All right, Well, so we can't wait for that. Um, So next up we have Occupation Rainfall. Yeah, the plot of this is... Two years after aliens land on Earth, survivors from Sydney, Australia, fight in a desperate war as the number of casualties continue to grow, which sounds like the plot of a movie by... Saban! Saban! Um, this is this a Saban, is a Saban. <laughs> <laughs> And it is very clearly a Saban. This is Saban does Independence Day. Guys, they straight up just ripped off the Independence Day fighters. It's fully the alien ships from Independence... Like, fully. Yeah. Like, it's a fully them. <laughs> they, they said, we have got to use one of these. Yep. In this it's, uh, I mean, as far as Saban movies go, this is one where if it was on TV, I could probably watch it, yeah. like, at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. Right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's not, like, offensive to me. It looks just kind of like a dumb sci-fi movie. It's probably... Fun but forgettable. It's got some people in the cast that are pretty good. Uh, we have uh, Ken Jong. He's funny sometimes, yeah. and we have Tamura Morrison, who we both love. Uh, the the only problem with Tamura Tamura Morrison being in this is that he's not in this. <laughs> no, yeah, he is definitely not in the trailer. So Tamura Morrison is is he's in one of the little stills on IMDb, uh, but he's just wearing like civilian clothes and a hat so it doesn't look like he's gonna be doing much fighting okay see i was thinking maybe he did like a voiceover of a a robot character an alien character or something because he's not in the trailer yeah no you'd think you'd you'd want to capitalize on jason isaacs is in this he was really he's great he was lucius malfoy he's in avatar the last airbender the cartoon uh everybody loves jason isaacs as a villain so he's he's gotta be a bad guy He's always a bad guy. Oh, he was in that. Oh, yeah. he was in that TV show where he wasn't. As a good guy? Yeah, he's like a detective or or something. Oh, uh, maybe he got sick of being a bad guy. He's Steve the Alien in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Steve the Alien. Yeah. Steve the Alien. The- he was also in uh, uh, Black Hawk Down, apparently. Um, you know what else is in this trailer is um, F-18s, which is what the, those were the fighters in in Independence Day. Well, this is just like recycled footage from Independence Day. This is like the movie Space Mutiny that's a Mystery Science Theater movie uh, bought a bunch of old footage, unused footage from Battlestar Galactica TV series in the in the 70s and used that. So like the, the movie Space Mutiny, the ships are all like Battlestar Galactica ships, Vipers and Cylon Raiders and stuff. Wow. That's what this is, but it's, it's Independence Day. It's stolen. <laughs> Stolen Independence Day. That's a, that's exactly right. They they bought the rights to like the wireframes for the CGI. <laughs> they just stole them. Just stole them. <laughs> they had someone do a distraction. Quick, quick, grab grab the grab the goods. Um, all right. So the occupational rainfall. We will pro. This this will never come out. No, this isn't good. I don't know where Saban movies go when they. No, we don't know. All right. So the next movie here is Catch the Bullet. Yeah. This is. This is a Western movie. Uh, the plot is a U.S. Marshal who rarely brings them back alive returns home from the trail to discover his 12-year-old son, Chad, has been kidnapped by outlaws. Chad. Chad the Wild West boy. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Chad. Chad the Wild West boy. Uh, this, tra- this trailer features him dancing and falling to the ground as a guy shoots a pistol around him. The guy... The guy, the bad guy in this trailer, looks like he writes op-eds for Fangoria's website. Like, he looks like... This is a face that that uses Twitter. Like, this man is not a period piece actor. 
Um, I, I think you're right. Um, and also, this is like a low-budget Western. And I feel like Westerns should be off-limits from low-budget movie makers because it's like it's like almost too sacred or something. I agree uh, 100% with this. Uh, 100% because it's a genre that, while, while there was a million low-budget wa- Westerns in like the 50s or whatever... They they made like a hundred a week. Now they come out a little more sparsely, and they're usually they try a little harder. So I don't think we're we're in the time of of bringing out these low budget westerns every five minutes, and I, I don't want that time back. <laughs> no, and and you know like in a western, do you expect there to be some shooting, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, but do you want, like, the entire time for them to be shooting? No, that's that's no good for anyone. It, it isn't, but yet this trailer, they fire a gun, like, every three seconds. Did you ever see the, the Kevin Costner movie Open Range? I didn't. There's a giant gunfight at the end of that movie, and it's a cool gunfight, but every time someone gets shot... They get yanked backwards, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that is not how bullets work, uh, I can assure you. Um, but th- this this trailer, the way this trailer is cut, is like a fireworks show. You know how in a fireworks show they like they kind of ramp it up, and at the end they do the finale where there's like just tons of it going off at once? That is That trailer is just like that, but with gunshots. Yeah, it really is. And then they start trying to time them to the music, but they're not... Very good at it because oh, no. it's so low budget. <laughs> it's terrible. This looks awful. It reminds me of the Gus Johnson YouTube video where it's like how shotguns work in movies where he just keeps pumping the, the shotgun. <laughs> yes, I love that video. <laughs> That's great. That's exactly right. All right, so we'll miss that one. Um, okay, next yeah. one here is Last Man Down. Who made this movie? Last Saban! Is it, is it Saban week? What the heck? This is Saban week. He he skipped a week, so he, he had to have two. Uh, this this movie, the plot is John Wood left the pieces of a broken civilization behind to go back to his roots in the woodland after a virus pandemic struck the world. So this is a Saban movie about a post-apocalyptic virus world. The it's there's a a woman who's a a bad guy. Who kind of looks like Angelina Jolie, who I have named Bland Julina Jolie because she's bland and in a Saban movie. <laughs> uh, this is bad even for Saban. Like this reminds me of that Desert Force movie with the Game of Thrones guy, yes. the mountains. Yes. Oh. And man. Mike Tyson. If I ever see that in like the dollar bin at a gas station, I'm buying it. Didn't Clint see it somewhere? Oh, maybe he did. Uh, that means it's attainable. Clint, let us know. We st- that we're we're still keeping that dream alive, Nick. We're gonna see that movie. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna see that movie. So the, basically, what the producer said in this Last Man Down movie is like, we need a guy on roids, okay, and we want him to have a foreign accent and do the Batman voice. <laughs> yeah, it is that. Jess said when we were watching this trailer before. She said, everyone's dressing like the 90s, but they have beards like it's the 70s. And I said, well, that's just Portland. <laughs> it's the Portland aesthetic. It is. So maybe it was made with Portlandiers. Yeah. It, this is like Portlandia action movie here. Yeah. But it's... <laughs> Speaking of action, there's a moment in this trailer where a guy gets kicked and he literally does a triple axel. <laughs> <laughs> like he tucks his arm in, his arms in just like a figure skater. I think this might be the dumbest Saban movie I've ever seen a trailer for. It, like it, the dumbest looking one. It may be the dumbest, dude. It may just be the dumbest. It's so bad. Definitely, definitely up there, if anything else. Last man down in the desert strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's terrible. Okay, next one is Wild Indian. Yeah, this movie is... Uh, it's been on the... Uh, the indie circuit and it's getting a lot of awards attention the plot is two men learn to confront a traumatic secret they share involving the savage murder of a schoolmate so this is a, a movie primarily with native american actors and the main actor being michael gray eyes who is in that show that i want to watch on peacock that rutherford falls show which is a comedy 
And he was in a new Firestarter Stephen King movie that they're making. And he was in True Detective. And he was in a bunch of other stuff. Basically, there's not a lot of Native American actors that get to be in things. So this guy's in pretty much everything. This is a this is a drama, right? You, this, yeah, this is a heavy drama. He, I would, yeah, heavy drama. That's the way to describe it. Uh, and and they he goes by Makwa, but then other people call him Michael. And I was just like, man, can we stop um, like Englishizing or Americanizing names and just call them their real name? Yeah, I think I think after the murder, after he like starts a normal life, he goes by Michael to sort of like uh, distinguish him, not distinguish himself, but like. Uh, differentiate himself from from that life that he lived while murdering schoolmates or something, you know? Now, there's another guy in this, the actor is Chosuke Spencer, and when we were watching it, I said, this guy looks like a Native American (laughs) Steve-O. And I'm looking at, I'm looking here, and his name in the movie is Ted-O. Like, Ted-O. That's hilarious. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, he's got that neck tattoo, man, like uh, like he's been in prison. Yeah, he looks like Steve-O. Jesse Eisenberg and Kate Bosworth are also in this movie. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg was definitely putting on his uh, his bad guy voice. He was doing that sort of, uh, oh, what's the bad guy from Justice League's name? Lex Luthor? Yeah, Lex Luthor voice uh, in this trailer. But yeah, so this is going to be a heavy movie. The reason I put it on is I want to make a, a Future Blazers prediction here. And I want to say that this either gets Best Picture nomination or Michael Gray Eyes gets Best Actor nomination. Well, I wouldn't take that bet. You you may have something there. Yeah, that's what I think. So I'm making a prediction. You heard it here first. You know those Academy folks, they love a heavy drama. They do. They love it. (laughs) They'll give the Oscar to the wrong person or something. Oh, yeah. They'll, They'll drink that milkshake. Uh, then we have a trailer for Broadcast Signal Intrusion. Yeah, so the plot of this is, in the late 90s, a video archivist unearths a series of sinister pirate broadcasts and becomes obsessed with uncovering the dark conspiracy behind them. So this is based on the Max Headroom incident, which is this uh, guy in a Max Headroom mask interrupted a broadcast in, I think it was in Chicago, and said all this weird crud that you could barely understand because his voice was modulated and it was like all this weird creepy stuff he was saying and it's a really creepy video and it was only a couple seconds long and they never figured out who it was so it inspired this movie this broadcast signal intrusion and and the lady in the in the video on the trailer is wearing a mask like a robot character mask and I forget the name of it it was something like Max Headroom uh, but it's clearly based on that, which is a really interesting thing that happened. Yeah. But this, I what I wanted when I watched this was, I want someone to do one of those deep dive investigations and figure out, like what happened with that and solve it. Like how sometimes podcasts will pick a random cold case and yes. then solve it. Yes. So well, you you can definitely listen to podcasts about the Max Headroom intrusion signal intrusion. And it's very, it's, I mean, it's absolutely fascinating, but I, surely there are similar type of events in other countries on like in other languages or something, right? Don't you think? Yeah, there has to be a lot of them. Like, especially in Russia. I imagine Russia had a lot of this. I imagine Russia has four to five per week. <laughs> that would make sense to me. So, you know, this is, this movie is kind of like a, almost like a horror thriller, maybe more thriller. Um, yeah. Yeah. The mask is like super creepy and all that kind of stuff, but um, I, I because the concept is so interesting, I sort of wish this had a bigger budget and maybe was a little bit different. Maybe someone will rip it off and make a better, more expensive one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. Yeah, I mean, but it like instead of going to watch this trailer, go go watch stuff about the Max Headroom incident because it's it's fascinating and creepy. I I recommend the podcast uh, stuff they don't want you to know. They yeah. did an episode about this that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think I've also the that. last shot of this trailer, uh, it went far too far. Like it was real creepy the way they had it, and then it showed how it resolved, and they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and it was also a little tropey too, don't you think? That last shot. Yeah, definitely. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's not like that in the movie. Maybe that was just a trailer edit. 
Uh, that would make sense. I mean, that would be good, but but we look at that as going, oh, this just makes it look like everything else. Yeah, so it wasn't a good marketing move. No, for sure not. Okay, then we have a trailer for He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Speaking of marketing, He-Man was born of marketing. Um, <laughs> He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. This isn't the Kevin Smith one. That's just Masters of the Universe Revelation. This is He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. This is like a reboot for kids... Uh, it's in the style of sort of like Overwatch, almost, where the characters are sort of more futuristic than normal, and uh, it had sort of like a like a feeling of like Overwatch and reboot and like things that kids like because this is a kids version of He-Man. Yeah, the 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 animation style of or not maybe not the character design of this is what I should say. Uh, like their hands are much bigger than their heads. It, you know, like how they do kids animation or toys. So yeah. it's a very stylized, and it's there's a lot of flashing lights and uh, you know people doing magic and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely more geared towards kids. Um, but to me, this was like barely He-Man. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, when they did the the space He-Man at, in the '80s, in the late '80s, early '90s, and then they had like the cosmic Skeletor and stuff. I I didn't like that as much. What I do like about this is that because it's in the style that, that kids will like today, those kids will have positive associations with this brand, which means that they will then expand to the other things, which means they will keep making those other things too. Uh, I hope that it, it does happen like that, and that does seem like a reasonable prediction. Yeah, I mean, He-Man's always been good at marketing because it was based on toys, you know, selling toys was the point of it. Right, right. And, they, and cool toys they were. We owned them. Which they still do, because I have a Mossman from the new one on my desk. Hey, look at that. He kind of looks like Thanos. Yeah, a little bit. He's got that square head. Yeah. Uh, so that is coming out on Netflix. Uh, and then we... Oh, my gosh. Guys, the final trailer for Foundation on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm so glad that I got that six months of Apple TV+. Plus. Even if I didn't, I would have I've subscribed after seeing this trailer. So this is that one that's based on the Isaac Asimov books. It's a complex saga of humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy, all living the rule of the Galactic Empire. So that, on on paper, sounds like a standard sci-fi epic, you know, storyline. Like, similar to Dune or Star Wars or whatever. Yep, yep. But this, the production value on this is insane. Insane. The scope is insane. It's well beyond uh, feature, like quality, feature movie quality. Oh, yeah. Uh, the cast has got Jared Harris. First of all, anything with Jared Harris is good. Period. Uh, it's got it's got all these other good people in it. I don't want to go through this whole cast list, but there's, there's some good, like Lee Pace is in it and people that we know and love i would say the marketing for this movie or at least the trailers have been perfect they just keep getting better and better and the final trailer shows you a a lot but i don't think it shows you too much don't you agree yeah it doesn't give away any story details yes just it it's like this is what it's going to look like so it takes you sort of it's like these are the cinematic shots that you're going to see and this is what the ships look like and this is like the cities and this, everything's incredible. This is one of the coolest looking things I've seen. Oh, it's it's incredible. This trailer's incredible. You know what I you know what I kind of thought about though. I don't know if you know the story of uh, Assassin's Creed, like the original story of it. Um, I played the first game, so I I know vaguely about. Yeah, it. so I mean, it's it's. I'm not. This is really not too spoilery. I don't think um, because this this idea is not new. But it's basically like there was a civilization of humans. There was some type of fall, and then they kind of restart humans at, like, Stone Age. Um, and it almost looks like this movie is that, and they're sort of planning for it. Yeah, it does. That does seem to be what is going on, and, and everything's coming down, and they were like, well, we got to go out and, and set a, a new reality for people. So, I wonder if we should listen to this audiobook before we watch this. Maybe. I, I, I like to go the other direction. So that I can picture the the characters better when I listen to the book. Oh, okay. okay. Otherwise, I sometimes find it jarring. Like I, I waited until they cast Dune to listen to Dune because I need I need that consistency when I 
go between the book and the movie. That's interesting. I might try that. Maybe I should try that. It works for me. I, I can pay attention better when I sort of can visualize everything. Okay, cool. That way. Um, well, folks, whether you're going to listen to it or, or watch it, go watch this trailer. It's incredible. Yes. Uh, then we have a trailer for Night Books. Yeah, Night Books follows Alex, a boy obsessed with scary stories who is imprisoned by an evil young witch in her contemporary New York City apartment. So this is a kid's movie coming out, or maybe a series, but I think it's a movie, coming out on Netflix, starring Kristen Ritter, and a kid who is just like, they were like, we need another version of Julian Hilliard, who is the kid from WandaVision and like Haunting of Hill House and uh, stuff yeah, with yeah. the glasses. Yeah. They're like, we need our version of that kid, so they got him. Uh, Kristen Ritter looks really great in this. She's got like blue hair. You gotta have the blue hair. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta have the blue hair. Uh, she kind of looks like she's got like Eva Green gothy vibes. And uh, it works for me. Yeah. What have I seen Kristen Ritter in before? Oh, she's Jessica Jones. She's Jessica and, Jones. <laughs> uh, she's in Breaking Bad. Well, I could not because I guess the color of her hair threw me off because I was like, I, where have I seen this girl? The color of her hair threw me off as well. Like Jess has a little Jessica Jones shrine in in my office here, uh, right over here, and so I see her every day, all the time. And with the blue hair, I was like, "Who is this? She looks like Eva Green." <laughs> uh, Jess was like, "It's Kristen Ritter." Oh man, all I can think about is that awful scene in uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, they done her rotten. <laughs> it was it was awful. Uh, so yeah, so night books. Uh, I will say the font that they're using for this movie, for like the uh, advertising and like the title, is really cool. That's a thing that that Kevin will also appreciate. So he's probably like, yeah, someone else cares about fonts. <laughs> fonts are a big deal, um, and you know, you know who else likes fonts? J.J. Abrams. Oh yeah, he also likes lens flare. That's the only thing people know about him. Well, I like both those things, and I like him, and I and I don't care. I like the movie poster that they put up for this Nightbooks, which will probably be the, the poster on Netflix, but it's it's a really good color scheme with the purple and the blue and the like dark purple. I love purple. Me too. I have a lot of purple shirts. Like uh like Vicky Vale. She loves purple. That was uh, Kim Basinger. It was. That was that was a nineteen eighty nine Batman quote. Thank you very much. It's quotable. It is, yeah. That's the we're old, so that's our Batman. <laughs> it is. Uh, all right. So then the next trailer is bestsellers. This is a movie with Michael Caine and Aubrey Plaza, where Michael Caine plays a, re- a cranky retired author who reluctantly embarks on a final book tour to help out a young publisher. And uh, Carrie Elvis and Michael Caine and Aubrey Plaza are in this. And uh, Jay sent me this trailer under the auspices that it was the most show you the whole movie in the trailer trailer of all time and he was not wrong oh he was not wrong at all that's exactly what it is it is literally in order like in chronological order goes through the entire movie it's unreal like i don't know if that's a style of trailer making but like why see the movie now yeah it literally shows you the character like the change from grumpy mad old man to like nice old michael caine and they're like being friends and stuff. Yeah, and and you even see Aubrey Plaza go from cutthroat businesswoman to I'm annoyed by this old guy to we're best friends. Yeah, so they show you the whole literal thing. It maybe it's a good movie, but I've seen it now. Yeah, I do hope this movie is critical of the publishing industry because I don't know if any of you listening have had any sort of interaction with it, but it's it's a mess, man. I know that that is true because Jess has books that she self-published because trying to go through actual publishing was impossible. Yep, uh, Aaron, same same exact thing. So, yeah. So we don't we don't care about your publishing industry. No. If you are listening to this and you work in the public publishing industry, this is not an indictment against you. Your industry is a mess. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the industry. Yeah. It's the children who are wrong. screw them kids (laughs) all right so then the 11th 11th trailer that we have is the survivalist this is real bad uh trailer 
The the plot is, in a time of starvation, a survivalist lives off a small plot of land hidden deep in the forest. When two women seeking food and shelter discover his farm, he finds his existence threatened. Now this stars uh, Michael Martin McCann, who I never heard of, and it also has John Malkovich in it, and uh, Jonathan Reese Myers, who is in the movie Yakuza Princess, which is why I put it on the list this week. <laughs> yeah, this guy is, uh, he's getting his fill of these B movies. Um, this has got to be a paycheck movie for John Malkovich. I figured it was, it looks worse than a paycheck movie. I feel like someone's dad knew John Malkovich, and they were like, Dad, please get him to be in my movie. And he was like, fine. And then he was like, hey, Malkovich, remember when I helped you hide that body? And then he was like, I guess I'll pay back the the debt that I owe you for helping me bury the bodies on the farm that one gray December morn. You know how John Malkovich be. <laughs> that is exactly how he be. Now, I, you know, this, this movie, God, they just... Post-apocalyptic movies are like a dime a dozen these days, aren't they? They're the new yeah, zombie. They're the new zombie movies. There's like five on the list this week. Yeah, I know it. Uh, so the this movie, they, it's called The Survivalist, and the guy. I guess it's a description of the guy who's a rancher, right? Yeah. So they, this is a missed opportunity. Why didn't they call it the Unjolly Rancher? <laughs> oh, I didn't see that until now on the list. <laughs> Ben, I would like everyone to know that Ben wrote that joke out ahead of time. <laughs> oh, that's very funny, though. Yeah, Unjolly Rancher. If we didn't already have the perfect episode title of Right Away My Prawn, <laughs> Unjolly Rancher would be a very good one. Uh, there you go. All right, set you up there. Uh, all right, so the final trailer, and I cannot wait to talk about this. I want to. I, I can't wait to gush about this last trailer, Nick. This one is so good that it was originally at the top of the list because it came out on monday and we moved it to the bottom of the list because we had to recover from all those stupid savan trailers (laughs) we really did uh guys there is a new trailer for star wars visions and i i cannot describe how good this looks star wars visions is the anime anthology series that's coming out in september like late september i think it's going to start on disney plus where a bunch of the world's best anime creators were brought together to to tell their own Star Wars stories with no studio notes at all. They were given free reign to play with the Star Wars source material in any way that they wanted to. Uh, any Anything at all. And from the trailer alone, I can tell you that that was a good idea to let them do that because oh. this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I mean, absolutely dripping with style. And the voiceovers are absolutely incredible. It's it, Not only does it look amazing and cool, it sounds so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. There's, it's Because it, as we've said before, it's Star Wars is based a lot on old Kurosawa stuff. So this is just coming back around. And it fits in, as a result, it fits in perfectly. Yeah. There is, there, there's a scene or, or a shot with a guy pulling a lightsaber as you would a samurai sword from the hip and it and the lightsaber is extending as he pulls it and it's just like this is like maybe the coolest thing i've ever seen also the part where the girl is running on the ice and she's like trying to balance on the ice so then she turns around and she ignites the lightsaber as the speeder bike is going through and just slices through the middle of it it's it's ridiculous like (laughs) it doesn't have to be this cool it doesn't have to be this style yeah, they didn't have to go this hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were going to be impressed with half this much effort. Yeah, this is maximum effort and in the best way possible. And and because it's an anthology series from different creators, it's going to be different. Each episode is going to be a different story, and it's going to be different style of animation, different style of storytelling. I know one of them is like a rock rock opera at the at the Maz Espa pod race thing. It's just awesome. It's awesome. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait either. And this is going to be something I probably watch multiple times. Yeah, just just to take in the visuals alone. Yeah. So that's coming out on Disney Plus. Uh, I don't think I caught a date for this. That, oh, September twenty second. I found it. Okay. Well, I am going to mark that day down on my calendar because I I cannot wait to see this. Me too. Yeah. 
All right, well, that does it for all the trailers. Uh, and uh, we, we, don't, we didn't get any trailer malures. No, we didn't ask for any. And you, uh, we didn't ask for it and you didn't give it. Yeah, we've been on a tight schedule. We're, we're, Ben's moving and we got Dragon Con coming up, so we haven't been as interactive lately. No, nah, we hadn't. We'll, we'll be interactive again after Dragon Con. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, now, I don't, I mean, do we need to tell them how to write into us this week? Because there's nothing to write into us about. We'll tell them a little secret. If they want to email us, they can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Uh, send me a secret this week, and I won't read it on the air. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast, which you can and should do. Uh, that's where you can like like my posts and DM me. And sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes I will post a funny trailer-based meme in the story. I did that this week, so I do it sometimes. You can follow us on Twitter at Trailer underscore Blazers if you want to know when a new episode has published. And if you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, Quake Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Yeah, but you know your boy. Quake Mickey's always going to give you the scoop. going to tell you what's up if you leave that five-star writing on there. We're going to contact an animation studio. And we're going to get them to make Quake Mickey and the Masters of the Universe. Because they just keep coming out with these things. And... So we're going to do that, and we're going to have all different kinds of characters. But we're going to maybe switch it up a bit, keep it original. So instead of having Battle Cat, we're going to have Battle Mutt, something like that. Uh, And instead of Man-at-Arms, we're just going to have Man with several arms. I I mean, you know, the, the possibilities are endless, Bendy. Instead of Taylor, we'll have Shayla. And uh, she just looks the same, but the, the name changed, you know what I mean? Uh, and that'll, that, that, that's originality. Anyway, folks, when you take something, you got to make it your own. That's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I look like I write op-eds for Fangoria Magazine. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I can't recognize Kristen Ritter with different colored hair. Happy Trailsers. Battle Mutt. games one quarter portion of the show nick has played something yeah so i fired up avengers again marvel's avengers on the ps5 because the wakanda dlc came out and i want to play that so i'm going back and playing the other dlcs that i didn't play so i'm doing the kate bishop dlcs right now and kate bishop is i did not know this i might have known it a long time ago and forgot but Kate Bishop is voiced by Ashley Birch, who is one of my favorite voice actors. And she is Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, so I'm really enjoying Kate Bishop. Also, she's really funny, which is making me really excited for the Hawkeye series that she's in. And uh, I'm going to play the uh, Hawkeye DLC after that. And I got a headset for my PS5 so that I could play multiplayer, playing with my cousin. And it's a lot easier if he's helping. Because <laughs> yeah. he's good, and I'm not very good, but he's real good. So, you know, I, I can just kind of, like, run... I usually play as Ms. Marvel. Uh, I'm pretty good at her in that I know what most of her controls are. So I can I can do some damage with her, and I just run around on the sides doing stuff, and he does the main, the main things, but I've been enjoying that. And that's what I've been playing this week. Whenever I hear somebody say, say deal damage, all I can hear is that guy in Skyrim saying, you looking to protect yourself or deal some damage? Well, that ties in nicely to the one bit of industry new news that we have. Oh, that, look at that. Wow. Uh, Skyrim 10th anniversary edition announced. Because it will never die. <laughs> it, will not, it will never die. We'll just keep playing it till we are old men. So the uh, 
the article on IGN about the Skyrim 10th anniversary, I went through it and I picked out the some of the, some of the little interesting tidbits. So it's going to be on PlayStation 5 too, even though Microsoft owns Bethesda, so it is going to be on both. Uh, it's going to include 10 years worth of content, so DLC, also some mods that people made are being absorbed into it, and some new features including a fishing mechanic, so if you like fishing in video games, which that was my main jam in Animal Crossing was the fishing, uh, <laughs> there's, there's some of that for you. And then for folks who only want to play it on next gen and don't need like the giant big edition, there's a free next gen upgrade coming to people who already have the game. So you'll just get a like a, a up res version. That's cool. I actually, I mean, I own it on PlayStation Four like everybody else. Then you would get a next gen upgrade for free. That's cool. I mean, Skyrim is one of the greatest video games of all time, and we we joke about still playing it. But like, I could literally go fire it up right now and have a great time with it i think i was sort of like uh come on really when this came out but after reading some of the stuff it's like well no do i kind of want to now <laughs> do i kind of want to play that <laughs> i could absolutely play this yeah, i'll tell you that I feel right like now. i could yeah I, I tell you what i really want i want a holodeck and it have skyrim and i just get to be in skyrim i'll tell you one thing i i famously don't like first person games but for some reason that doesn't apply to Bethesda games because I feel like they don't feel like first-person shooters to me. Feels more like an RPG to me than a first-person shooter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I always play those first-person. I never play them third-person. I do too, which is weird because I really dislike first-person games. But for some reason Bethesda gets a pass. Maybe it's, they just feel different to me or something. I don't know. Maybe. But th- th- those games I was playing first person, and, and I don't complain about it. Yeah. Well, they're not really Twitch games. They're, they're more a little bit slower paced, you know? That must be it, yeah. Because I can't aim. Like, even in Avengers uh, with Kate Bishop, because she's, she's obviously has a bow and arrow, so you have to aim a little, and I'm so bad at it. So I, I stand back really far, and I sniper people with arrows. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're crouching, you do sneak attack damage. Yeah, that's true. It, it just in in real life and in video games. Yeah, I crouch and do sneak attack damage all the time. Yeah. Mostly to my knees. Oh, I get it. I see what you did there. Uh, all right, so then that, so that's really the only industry news that we got here, but we do have a couple trailers to talk about. Yeah, three of them, which is a, a wealth of trailers lately for <laughs> video games. Yeah, so we have... Um, Something called 12 Minutes. This is a time loop video game starring James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe, which is a pretty stacked cast for a game that looks really indie developed. Yep. And from what I could tell, there's you're like a you play as as James McAvoy, the husband, and you have to convince Daisy Ridley that something bad is going to happen before Willem Dafoe shows up. And things can go wrong, and people can get murdered and stuff. But I think the object, from what I could tell from the trailer, is that you have to figure out what to do and say in a proper sequence of events to stop the bad things from happening and make make it the whole 12 minutes, maybe? Yeah, but I imagine there's a lot of branching paths. Yeah, so I think you're just trying to get to the most satisfying resolution of this this 12 minute time frame and that everything you do creates different branches and it's it's really weird looking it's a weird looking game it is and i and i when i was watching this i was going have there been any time loop games like this that have been made but then i thought are all video games time loop games if you play New Game Plus, they all are. The only other one I can think of is Returnal. It's got a time loop element to it. Jess has been playing Returnal. Hmm. Much to think about. Much to ponder. Yeah, I probably won't play this, but I might I might look it up on Wikipedia to see like what it's about. Yeah, I might uh, watch a YouTube video or two just to see what, what it's all about as well. Yeah. Uh, but then we have a trailer for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah, so this is an open-world Pokemon game for Nintendo Switch that it takes place before all the... It's like olden times Pokemon. Right. 
so Pokemon are like roaming free and, and the people are less technologically advanced. Uh, so there's like weird steampunk Pokeballs. Uh, I, I guarantee this will be played in my household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this and, and uh, this. Well, are you going to play it or is Jess going to play it? We'll probably both play it. Okay. Jess okay. is playing Pokemon Sword right now. She bought that last weekend for Switch. So she's been playing Pokemon Sword. Um, but this one, I imagine she'll want to play as well. Like when she saw the Clefairies dancing around under the moon. <laughs> she was like, oh, I want to play this. This is a very Nintendo trailer, don't you think? Oh, 100%. It's the most, yeah, it's like exactly like the Breath of the Wild trailer. Yeah, so like people's mouths are moving, but you don't hear, all you hear is the music. <laughs> yep. So very classic R- Nintendo. Classic Nintendo RPG style trailer, so. Um, if you're into Pokemon, you'll probably play this. Yep, it will be played here in this house. Yep. Uh, all right, so then uh, the last trailer that we got here is the is that Black Myth Wukong. Uh, it's a gameplay video. Yeah, this is they're showing the Unreal Five engine at work here with this gameplay. So this is that that game that's based on the the Monkey King mythology in China, which is what Dragon Ball Z is based on. And, uh, man, does this look awesome. Like, first of all, the graphics are insane. Uh, I like the interpretations of the, the sort of, like, dark interpretations of the folklore creatures. Yeah. They all look rad. The combat looks difficult. But, uh, I really want, it looks, it looks so aesthetically pleasing that I really want to play it. Yeah, that's the thing. It looks soulsy, which you and me are not good at, not really into. Right. But this game just looks so good that you're just. I'd still want to play it. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we'll get this because even if I'm too bad at it, like I can put it on easy and see if it's doable. But Jess is better at games than me, so and she also thought it looked cool. So at least one of us will do it. Well, that it's uh, is it is it coming out in America for PlayStation Five or? So, I'm not sure, but it has... Like, they wouldn't keep releasing trailers on, like, IGN and stuff if it wasn't coming out in America. And also, we're a huge video game market, and they're not going to not get paid for that, you know? Uh, that's, I mean, that is actually a good point. But then I think, what if it was a strategy to be like, this has only come out in China, and then they leak all this footage out or Americans, you know, gets on YouTube and then you have people clamoring for it. And then you're saying, OK, well, I guess we'll release it in America when you were planning on doing it the whole time. That's maybe what will happen, but I I don't know. It just says release date 2023. So it's a long way off. Wow. It, it, it's looking pretty good for being that far off of, from release. By the time it comes out, it's just going to be real. <laughs> It'll be for the holodeck. Yeah, for I wouldn't want to be in the holodeck for this. I'd be too scared. The monsters are pretty scary looking. Yeah, and they swing around big old weapons. It looks like it's going to be released. Yeah, it's going to be released in the in the U.S. as well. Yeah, you don't want to play this in the holodeck because you'd have to you'd have to commando roll a lot. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. just hurt myself. Yeah, I would just hurt myself too. So that's a, that's a no to that, but but we'll play it on the video games where I can veg out on the couch. Agreed. Yeah, that's what I've been doing with Avengers. Yeah. Well, folks, I think we should probably go veg out now because that is the end of this dang old podcast. Yep. And just a reminder that in Labor Day weekend there won't be a new episode because Ben and I will be uh, together in glorious Dragon Con, which will be very strange this year. It will be. I'm. I'm. Even, I'm wondering if I'm going to get any costumes done. I may go. This may be the first year I go without any costumes. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just bringing, like, ones that are, clothes. Like I'm bringing my driver from Drive and my Blade Runner one and uh, the TVA suit. Yeah, I, I've got to get the TVA suit done. I got to get I, it done. I'm not done yet either. So, maybe yeah. we'll work on that this weekend. Maybe so, maybe so. All right, folks. Well, uh, I'm Ben Moon, and uh, I don't do too many commando roles. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and Dragon Ball Z was actually based on my life. Happy Trailsers.
in a world after Armageddon. The unjolly rancher is going to defend his land. Buddy.